CES, the annual tech convention that kicks off each new year by gathering companies and journalists from around the world in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Freezing cold Las Vegas, To show up all the hottest new trends Mm -hmm. in consumer technology in the coldest time of year to visit Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, oh, Vegas, I'll pack my shorts and t-shirts. Just, although this year it looks like it's pretty moderate weather. It's like 40s. (laughs) Anyway, or at least that was the pitch a few decades ago when CAS first started. The hottest tech, you know, you're going to want to see this. In the ensuing decades, all the biggest tech players have, of course, switched to holding their own product keynote events. And while lots of recognizable names still do have a presence at CES, it's mostly what we would refer to as the Sky Mall convention. Mm-hmm. Though even that reference is outdated now that the Sky Mall catalog hasn't been on airplanes for around seven years. Yeah, and I think there's uh, there are probably very few sharper image, if any, left. But this is kind of their wheelhouse as well. But yeah, CES was like a place, much like E3, where distributors would go and be like, wow, that's some crazy tech. How about I put it in my local electronics store? Yeah, and like, you know, with gaming conventions where all the big developers are there, that's what makes the news. But if you walk around the hall, it's like a lot of weird shit. Yeah. And CES is now pretty much just the weird shit. Yeah, because the, it, great for all of us because they have to make headlines because otherwise no one's going to talk about like like the newest TV. It's, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of enjoy it. But basically CES, it's, it's just a, a showcase of high-tech junk that nobody really needs. And it is a joy to cover every year, especially when we got, to, we got paid to go back in the machinima days. Yeah. Uh, so let's take a look at this year's CES crap. TVs have dominated CES for the past several years as they've gotten bigger, thinner, and higher resolution, and it seems like TV makers have finally run out of ways to innovate further in those regards. Thankfully, a company called Displace has discovered a new frontier of innovation for TVs. Are you tired of mounting your TV to the wall or having to have a TV stand to put it on? What if you could just mount a 55-inch TV to a glass window with just suction cups. Sounds safe. Where do I sign up? (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, that's what Displaced TV does. It mounts to a glass window entirely using suction cups. Might sound a bit sketchy, but look, these are very large, electrically powered suction cups mm-hmm. that we're talking about here. They're constantly sucking. It's like the ones that they uh, they move those giant panes of glass and they, they walk back and forth across the street. It's like that, but with a motor that's constantly sucking. Um, sucking that air. Yeah. So stop worrying. And yeah, we do got to admit, it looks pretty cool, but hold on, where's all the wires? How are you going to watch anything on there? How are you going to even turn it on? Well, you make a small hole in the glass and run it outside. No, no, oh, no, no. Okay. Uh, For HDMI connections, they use something that a few other companies have started to do, which is to have consoles and streaming boxes, etc., connect to a hub that connects the TV wirelessly, which I think is... That's good. Yeah, it, it I, works I always fine hate now. having to reach behind the damn thing, looking for the H- HDMI input. It's dark. My night vision is very poor. Mm-hmm. Gotta get the flashlight out. <laughs> no. Being able to connect to a box that you can just shove in a closet, like, 10, 20 feet away. Uh, you I are, like that. I love that you're at the age of uh, of convenience, but not tech illiteracy. Like, the new things don't scare you. You're kind of like, well, less work and less wires. Yeah, uh, this appeals to me. So but... one day you're going to be like, I need to hold the wires because otherwise I can't get to it. Right. <laughs> but look, TVs, they also need electricity. So, I mean, how does that work? Well, Displaced TV is powered by very large, hot, swappable batteries that Displaced claims can last a month on a single charge with six hours of usage per day. Mm. Six hours of usage being rookie numbers for anyone in America, but still. Um, Hold on, though. Aren't those suction cups powered by those batteries? Well, yes. Yes, they are. Do not, (laughs) under any circumstances, (laughs) let this thing run out of juice 
or it may come crashing to the ground. If you swap those batteries out, be quick. Yeah, you have to be very <laughs> fast with it, yes. Uh, it's like a, you're going to be like an F1 pit crew before yeah. too long. Uh, and also, by the way, no remote. This thing is controlled entirely by gestures, like a Kinect. Yeah, so people love the Kinect so much. Yes, uh, uh, when, when given the option, that's what everyone goes to. I would to. like to control all of my electronics using this. I, I have a TV where you point the remote and it puts like a cursor on the screen. Yeah. I, I never Very hard it. to use. Your hand is a lot shakier than you think it is. I just talk to the thing now because Roku has the talking button. Yeah, my uh, my Google TV has a microphone. I just use that for Very everything. easy. It solves solves all the problems. <laughs> We've solved this. But I don't think this has a voice command thing. You have to stand up and go all minority report with this. Yeah, well, it's a good workout. So. And like on the keyboard when you're searching for a Netflix title, just... Uh, yeah, I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's a joy to use. Especially if you have like a secure password, just like 20 characters. Yeah. Fun. Anyways, the Displace TV, it, it's a perfect example of a CES product. And it will set you back $3,000. You got to really want it. But that's the thing. TVs, it's, you know, you, you we've reached a point where it's like what the human eyeball can actually process and what's worth paying for. I mean, the biggest innovations recently was that uh, that one that you could turn sideways. Uh, they, and, that's and, still thing. They the, A couple companies still showed off. They're like, look at this. Yeah, but like back then it was like, oh, I think Snapchat this was This is what everyone's going to be watching their uh, their Snapchats and their Reels and their uh, their TikToks on is this giant TV that costs three times as much as a normal TV because it can go like this. Yeah, and then the other thing is like uh, ones that look like art, like they have kind of a matte finish on it or whatever. Oh, so yeah, when you yeah. turn it off. Samsung, I think, is or one of the big companies they sell. Yeah, yeah it's called like the the picture frame or something. It's well, like, okay, cool. I know there's a younger generation watching us, but if you'll remember, about 10, 10 or 12 years ago, Avatar came out, and after that, there was a bunch of 3D TVs. It's coming back. So I am highly anticipating uh, just a uh, just way too much 3D crap in the future. Apparently, there has been some uh, advancements in the field of glasses-free 3D. Like, the, the 3DS was, like, the first shitty example of that, but no. apparently it's gotten, like, a lot better. So I guess Who we'll knows? See. I'll never try. It's too expensive. Mm -hmm. But moving on to... Gaming technology. Attention gamers. Yeah. We can always count on at least one of the big PC hardware companies to show off something just batshit insane at CES. And this year, Cooler Master takes the prize with not one, but three ridiculous entries. Now, first up, Cooler Master's take on a concept that we've seen other companies try. The uh, gaming pod or gaming throne or gaming cockpit. And unlike examples from years past, like the Acer Predator Thronos or the Scorpion gaming chair, which both seem to take inspiration from the movie Grandma's Boy, Cooler Master's Orb X apparently takes its inspiration from the movie WALL-E, because well, it looks just like one of those little pods that they're just uh, getting fat in. Always a good sign when you yeah. uh, rip off WALL-E. Mm -hmm. Didn't get the message. Uh, Orb X is a smooth white egg featuring an electronically adjustable chair, a desk that swings open and closed to trap you in that chair, and a roof that slides open and closed that's attached to its three monitors, which will enclose you almost completely once you're seated and ready to game. Or whatever. You better not need to like get up for a uh, piss or a glass of water. It's, bring uh, the Kleenex into the pod with you. Just bring a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> The gum bucket. Uh, the Orb X also has built-in surround sound. Uh, it looks like it doesn't actually come with its own PC, and the Orb X's official specs say that it weighs 343 kilograms, which translates to 756 pounds. Uh, you are not putting this on your second floor. Uh, you, well, if you do, the neighbors are all, will all know because you'll have a crane outside, like it's a, like a yeah. hot tub or something going in. But literally, I remember with the Thronos, they're like, you, you have to like sign an agreement that you will not put this on any floor <laughs> except for the ground floor because most 
uh, most buildings, it will collapse. Yeah. Well, I like that they don't include the PC uh, because this thing would be outdated in like three years. Yeah, and that's... then you have an 800-pound cool. uh, paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. Cooler Master isn't saying when this might be available or how much it'll cost, but they are taking waitlist signups. Um, this egg could be yours. Are they doing like the Cybertruck and allowing you to put your money on the line for its development? I don't think so. Okay, that's I good. I don't think they're that callous uh, of business people. They don't, they're not desperate the way, okay. the way some companies are. That gives me a little more confidence in this. This is one of those things where it's like, I would love to sit in it at a place like CES and then never think about it ever again. Yeah. 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 But how about something that isn't going to take up an entire room? Well, if you're tired of gaming PC cases all just looking like boring-ass rectangles... Allow us to introduce Cooler Master's Shark X PC case. A PC case that is shaped like a shark. More specifically, it's shaped like a, a kind of robot shark covered in RGB LEDs that's in the middle of uh, jumping out of the water. And um, technically, it's not a PC case. It's a PC, since the very specific dimensions here probably wouldn't make much sense for a custom build. It's only going to fit very specific hardware. Mm -hmm. Also, no upgrading, probably. And uh, yeah, as for the actual hardware that will go in it, Cooler Master isn't saying. I'll never tell. You're buying this for uh, the statement it makes, not for the specs it contains. For all your friends to come over and check it out. And be hey, like, is that a shark? No, is it, actually it's a computer. Yeah, there was a meme recently where it was like gaming 12 years ago and it's a person sitting in like a gray room depressed playing a game alone. And it's like gaming now and it's the same person depressed in a room except there's rainbow LEDs everywhere. Yeah. So time never changes. But if sharks aren't your thing, maybe a computer shaped like a giant shoe is more up your alley. Hell yeah. I love nursery rhymes and gaming. Uh, so introducing Sneaker X from Cooler Master, the gaming PC that looks like a shoe, but probably not close enough to one that they would cover any trademark violations or anything like that. It just like looks that. like a generic sneaker. Yeah. Cooler Master, they actually showed this off last year, but they say it's definitely coming out this year in Q3 along with the Shark X. Buy them both. Collect them all. Exactly. But unlike the Shark X, they have revealed some of the Sneaker X's specs, which include an RTX 3080 Ti GPU. Okay, so it's you're going to be using this for a while. Mm-hmm. You're going to... You're going to be humming along in that shoe for quite a while. You can, uh, just like Mario, get inside of a shoe and bounce around while you game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but speaking of shoes, LG showed off a product meant to appeal to sneakerheads whose feet maybe smell uh, terrible. It's called the LG Styler Shoe Care, and it's basically a locker that you put your shoes in. And 37 minutes later, through the power of LG's true steam technology, your kicks no longer smell like your stinky ass feet until the next time you wear them, yeah. of course. Uh, the shoe care is part of a larger LG product line that includes the shoe case. These are glass boxes for displaying your shoe with a rotating turntable and custom RGB lighting. Because RGB lighting is, it's not just for gamers anymore. It's for everyone. People love the RGB lighting. They like the Philips Hue. And now you can display your shoes and have them constantly rotating like a fucking museum exhibit. This is so, like, <laughs> anyone who's impressed by this isn't your real friend. <laughs> like, like, who are you showing this off to? All the people that come look at your your shoes, now they're behind glass. Uh, and prospective uh, mates. Uh, yeah. Hey, ladies, check out the spinning LED shoe. What's up, ladies? This is how I spend my money. <laughs> I've got too much. <laughs> Please take it. Uh, so speaking of smells, though, uh, you could also just put your shoes in a sack and toss them in the laundry, but whatever. No, uh, not with these good kicks. Uh, they, uh, speaking of smells, they, they're coming to VR thanks to a company called OVR, which showed off ION a wearable that blasts smells at your nose to sync with what you're experiencing in VR. Uh, 
This, of course, requires developers to code smell data into their VR that will sync with the Ion, which is something we give a near zero percent chance of actually happening. Outside of um, some very niche pornography. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. No developer is going to devote time and resources to encoding smell data mm -hmm. for a extremely niche peripheral that um, only freaks are going to buy. You know it's who's going to jump all over this for her fans? Gwyneth Paltrow. We just hope it doesn't explode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well. Like the goop can. I don't, I don't think there's much crossover between the metaverse people and the Gwyneth Paltrow people. You'll be surprised how, how, how desperate Facebook gets. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Another VR product seen at CES was the Mutalk from a company called Shiftall, working in collaboration with Panasonic. Uh, its uses aren't exclusive to VR, but it looks especially funny being worn by VR users, as it resembles a second, slightly smaller VR headset worn over the user's mouth. Uh, it also, it resembles a muzzle or a feedback or... Feedback, it is, yeah. Uh, muzzle is actually probably the most accurate mm. comparison because that, this is basically a microphone that mutes what you're saying for the people around you. And it mutes what's around you for the people that you're talking to. These are problems that have been improving a lot on the software side. NVIDIA Broadcast is quite good at this. But sure, I guess this works too. Yeah. Put your muzzle on. Even, I think, OBS has just straight-up noise filtering now that works fairly well for what yeah. it is. Um, but, yeah, whatever. Put this fucking thing on your mouth and be absolutely sure yeah. that uh, privacy achieved. At $200, wearing this will surely inspire jealousy and admiration, though, instead of ridicule. When they find out how much you paid for this feedback, they're going to stop laughing and start... Envy. They should just kill two birds with one stone and straight up put like a, a space for food in it where you can eat at the same time without yeah. taking it off. Meanwhile, another company called SkyTed unveiled a similar product that's slightly less embarrassing and actually also serves as just a normal face mask to prevent breathing in diseases and germs. Though there's nothing about N95 certification, so until that is shown, uh, seems pointless. But it's way bigger than a normal mask because it's apparently made from the same military-grade material that's used to acoustically muffle airplane jet engines. Sounds on either side of the mask are reduced by up to 40 decibels, so the voice quality is probably great. But is it great enough to walk around looking like this? I mean, that's between you and the Lord. Yeah, this is uh, another great trend of CES products is like, they do do what they're supposed to do. They solve an actual problem, but they're so weird and embarrassing yes. that they will never catch on. It's a great, great subcategory of CES products that we see every year. It just, that's the problem though, is like the, like the concept is fine and it solves a problem, I guess, but it's unsightly. Yeah. It's bulky. And the whole like point of these big leaps in technology are to make things smaller and not be seen like it's like airpods do a great job of doing this yeah and they're slick i thought they looked stupid for a while now they're everywhere and it's like whatever yeah anyway ces this year also featured multiple examples of innovation in the field of pillow technology you have my attention look out mike lindell uh the fufuli pillow from yukai technology is meant to calm you down and the way that it does this is by simulating breathing as in the pillow expands and contracts slightly like it's alive Yukai uh, Engineering's research says that cuddling up with something like this can reduce anxiety in just five minutes. Um, sure. Yeah, I, I maybe. This is the same company that sold a similar, like a smaller pillow that has a like a cat tail. I think it's just for people who are uh, either can't have pets 
for whatever reason, mm, yeah. and just want to feel like something vaguely alive. I is, could see is with old them. people getting down with this. They yeah. sell those like fake cats at CVS. So there's like that seal. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, I could see this working for old people, and maybe some maybe stupid kids. Yeah, yeah. Although they might get scared that it's a monster. It's alive. Uh, meanwhile, a company called Nose Metal, whose branding and marketing is all heavy metal inspired, showed off a pillow that has nothing to do with metal music and is instead supposed to detect when you're snoring and gently move your head using built-in airbags to get you to stop. <laughs> Honestly, cool. Uh, but yeah, aside from the weird branding, it's probably a great product for people who snore if it does in fact work as advertised. Yeah, it's just turn over, you idiot. Yeah, that's like uh, they've been marketing... For forever, those uh, beds that you can control, but it's like Sleep it doesn't do it automatically. Like your wife has to hit the button because yeah. she's upset with the snoring. Yeah. But yeah, it tilts your head up, and you're like, I guess normal. I don't know. I mean, snoring is very bad. It's uh, and annoying, yeah. and and it sometimes is a uh, indicator of other health problems. Yes. So, anyways, finally, the big winner of CES 2023 was the Withings U Scan, which is an innocuous name for a product that you put in your toilet which samples your piss every time you go and sends alerts to your phone about how your piss is doing. <laughs> it's oh, like, your piss is delicious, sir. Please give me more. It's like Theranos for piss, although yeah. uh, at least Withings is smart enough to make clear that this is not a medical device. For entertainment purposes yeah. only. <laughs> uh, the U-Scan will let you know stuff like how hydrated you are, your nutrient levels, your ketone levels, and your pH levels. Yeah, um, a lot of stuff that you can pretty much tell just by looking at your piss um, or smelling it. Uh, uh, there was an article recently that said that uh, men are more likely to notice problems with their urine because they are staring directly at it. at it. Yeah, but uh, I I question that and say I think you'd smell if there was a problem. So there you go. If you're if you're not hydrated, you're probably going to smell your piss. Yeah. Uh, now for women, it also measures hormone levels related to ovulation and menstruation, which sounds potentially useful until you remember that it's not much of a stretch for a gadget like this to also detect pregnancy. You get a bunch of Target coupons in the mail. Way to go. Oh, even worse than that. Yeah. Uh, it has been pointed out, uh, Withings stores, uh, they store all of its data in the cloud indefinitely. And they also state that they will comply with all legal requirements in territories where it operates. And in case you haven't been paying attention, this kind of sounds like an absolute dream for law enforcement in states where abortion is now illegal or heavily restricted after the repeal of Roe v. Wade. So, yeah, if this sort of piss product appeals to you, maybe t t uh, stick to test strips. Um, you can buy them online. It's just you dip a little bit of piss in there. Like, there we go. You should probably limit the amount of bio data that you're giving uh, willy-nilly. Yeah, you, mm -hmm. like... You should not be, yeah, your health data is just going into the cloud from a, com a company no one's ever heard of who um, you don't know how many scruples they have. They might not have any scruples. Yeah. They might you, be scrupulous. You don't know. Unscrupulous. We don't know. Anyways, we've got lots more non-CES news to cover. But first, this episode is sponsored by Factor. This new year, you've got goals and factors here to help you achieve each and every one of them. All of them. Mm -hmm. No excuses. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. 
Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36-plus quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, you know that your Factor meal has all the ingredients that you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. Achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best year ever. I had Peruvian chicken last night. Mm, Delicious. Fancy. Yeah. Head to factor75.com slash newsday60 and use code newsday60 to get 60% off your first box. That is code newsday60 at factor75.com slash newsday60 to get 60% off your first box. I want to add, they have one of the best mobile apps of like any food prep or delivery service that I've seen. It's so easy and simple. It's great. Wow. Yeah. And that's time that you can now use to achieve your goals. Not, no excuse. Not cooking, not wasting time on an app. I ran four miles. <laughs> and this episode is sponsored by Mint Mobile. If saving more and spending less is one of your top goals for 2023, why are you still paying insane amounts of money every month for your phone bill? Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile, you'll get their unlimited plan for 50% off. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just 15 bucks a month. Mint Mobile is kicking off the year with their best offer ever. Before January 15th, buy any three-month plan and get three more months free, even on their unlimited plan. By going online only and eliminating the traditional costs of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and switch easily in minutes with eSIM. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. Buy any three-month Mint Mobile plan and get three more months free by going to mintmobile.com slash newsday. That is mintmobile.com slash newsday. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash newsday. Hurry. Offer ends January 15th. But let's get back into the news now. And it looks like Southwest Airlines' complete breakdown over the holiday, which stranded hundreds of thousands of people across the country, was just an appetizer for yet another ridiculous commercial aviation crisis. This is, I woke up to this and was like, damn, everyone's having a real bad day if you're traveling today. Pete Buttigieg, having a a tough couple of weeks. Well, he had a good week last week. He had that appearance on Fox where he like completely, he did a great job uh, being interviewed and was just like, basically verbally told the host to shut the fuck up. Okay, that's Um, good to hear. But, you know, his actual job, I think he could uh, at least publicly facing be doing a little bit more to... Mr. President, I was told this would just be like sort of a glad-handing and ribbon-cutting ceremonies. Well, Joe Uh, Biden's busy with uh, a second uh, cachet of documents has hit the news feed. But back to this, uh, here's the Washington Post. The failure of a key federal safety system Wednesday led to widespread disruptions in domestic air travel for the second time in two weeks, prompting a fresh round of scrutiny from lawmakers amid continued breakdowns in technology. The Federal Aviation Administration said a preliminary examination traced the outage to a damaged database file, but the agency is continuing work to pinpoint the cause of the issue. 
It continues, the failure of the FAA's notice to air mission system, or NOTAMS, came days after a meltdown at Southwest Airlines before Christmas that crippled flight operations, raising more questions about whether airlines and the agency that oversees them are doing enough to invest in and upgrade their technology infrastructure. Lawmakers pledged to probe the latest disruption as they begin work this year on a major package of legislation tied to FAA funding. The nationwide flight stoppage was the first of its kind since the terrorist attacks of September 11th, 2001, said Michael McCormick, a former agency official. Quote, this is unheard of, and then the action that the FAA had to take in grounding all the flights makes it even more significant, said McCormick, now a professor at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. This NOTAM system alerts flight crews about safety hazards, so having the entire system down was obviously a huge problem, requiring all flights to stop until the problem could be resolved. It only took about 90 minutes to resolve the issue, but by then, all the airlines were, of course, totally backed up and having to spend the entire rest of the day trying to get their schedules back on track. More than 1,300 flights were delayed and around 100 were canceled. I think that number's gone up since Probably. then. Probably, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was all the fault of one corrupted file, which affected both the primary and backup systems that the FAA uses to run NOTAM. Uh, clearly, our airline industry needs some serious updates. As we mentioned before, um, just look at the printers that they use down yeah. at the old airport. Yeah, it's uh, probably do. Uh, apparently, some flights had to like turn around uh, after being in the air. Yeah, like, because they a don't know. Uh, like the no tam, it's like it tells you like whether like there's obstructions on runways and shit, and it's winter, so it's like probably that's a, yeah. there's a pretty good possibility that certain runways might be iced over or whatever. So the the you got to imagine that. Uh, this one, obviously not their fault, but because of the way they operate, Southwest probably hit oh, yeah. worse than others. Because they have that hub system. And I, I do love just like they have no idea like that customers ha are already aware of these types of deals or whatever. But like Southwest, like just yesterday, the day before, like, all right, we admit we fucked up to say we're sorry. We're offering one way fares at just fifty nine dollars each. And it's like. Bitch, you do that, like, all yeah, year that's long. that's already, that's the whole reason we were riding with they, you in the first place. They literally flipped their, like, terrible error into a marketing ploy. Wow. Incredible. Anyways, uh, obviously our airline industry needs serious updates. Uh, also, this is like a glaring way for uh, bad actors to potentially take down uh, the entire United States yeah, domestic flights. They don't believe this was uh, something like that, but it's like... It shows that it... That a small attack could lead to big mm, problems. We are vulnerable. Um, yes, we do look forward to Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg taking care of all of this any day now. Yeah, mm. he's a Pete's on the case. Yes. We love our, we love our little man. Give that Pete. man some cheese to motivate him. Uh, moving on now to some news from last week that we didn't cover. Um, the state of Louisiana, which is simultaneously one of the horniest and also most conservative states in the country, uh, they've made it so that anyone trying to access Pornhub has to provide government-issued ID before they can start stroking it. Cool. Uh, uh, this is something they were talking about doing over in the UK for a while before eventually abandoning the idea, but in Louisiana, it's happening for real. The future is here. Yeah. Uh, here's NPR. The controversial law, known as Act 440, requires adult websites to screen their visitors using reasonable age verification. The new law applies to any websites whose content is at least 33.3% pornographic material that is 
harmful to minors, according to the bill signed last June. The law doesn't specify how the 33.3% would be calculated. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, quote, any commercial entity that knowingly and intentionally publishes or distributes material harmful to minors on the internet from a website that contains a substantial portion of such material shall be held liable if the entity fails to perform reasonable age verification methods to verify the age of individuals attempting to access the material, the bill states. I think that that has to be like a, uh, a thing that they've like cleared with, you know, because Twitter allows porno, yeah. Reddit does, and they're probably like, all right, well, how much do you guys have on there? Actually, it's it's a third of the entire website. I guess we got to start. All right, let's... Uh... <laughs> be interesting if, like, Pornhub redirected uh, all their Louisiana traffic to, like, some new version of Pornhub that's, that is 66% just, like, boring bullshit. Yeah. With, a, like, a little porn tab on the side. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we got 33% of this website is porn, mm-hmm. and you can measure that. But yeah, sure. Like this kind of law, it does make some sense. In theory, children shouldn't be looking at porn. It, it will literally ruin their brains. Mm-hmm. But in practice, handing over government identification to look at porn comes with a lot of privacy issues. Yeah. Um, here's NPR again. Jason Kelly, the associate director of digital strategy at the Electronic Frontier Foundation, told NPR that it's reasonable for consumers to have concerns about their privacy when it comes to sharing private information with third parties, especially when there's no guarantee the data won't be retained. Quote, there is the explicit intention in the law that verifiers and websites that are using age verification should not retain your information, Kelly said. But users don't have a lot of guarantees that it will happen and the data will be removed or deleted and won't be shared or used in other ways, he added. And specifically in pretty much every state of California, there aren't any safeguards on having data deleted or anything like that. So your average user not going to know how to request or do any of that. But given the way things pretty much always go with regards to user data, there's a decent chance someone manages to access this age verification data and use it for blackmail. Uh, They're going to blackmail good God-fearing Louisianans who simply need to get the poison out. Fortunately, VPNs exist, and this is yet another reason to use one. But uh, also just like your government ID and then being like, all right, now a little porn rooney just yeah. the, kills the mood. Not even like hackers or whatever, but just the, the government itself in Louisiana just having all that information. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Great. We no. hate government tyranny, don't we, folks? But uh, moving on now to a bit of crypto news, which adds even more insult to injury for all the people who lost money in the past year from any of the various crypto exchange collapses. Here's the Washington Post. More than half a million people who deposited money with collapsed crypto lender Celsius Network have been dealt a major blow to their hopes of recovering their funds, with the judge in the company's bankruptcy case ruling that the money belongs to Celsius and not to the depositors. The judge, Martin Glenn, found that Celsius's terms of use, the lengthy contracts that many websites publish but few consumers read, meant, quote, the cryptocurrency assets became Celsius's property. Did you read? It said for entertainment purposes only on the website. Yeah. Now, if this was uh, actual, you know, like, a stock exchange or something like that. Obviously, there's laws in place to prevent this kind of uh, trickery, but... No, you were playing a game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, with FTX, the T- TOS was different, so this doesn't necessarily reflect what happens to those people's money. I do... Th- there was a, a story this week that, uh, ah, we found $5 billion. Yeah. So, who knows where that's going to go? Probably not to any of you. But uh, terms similar to those of Celsius are apparently pretty common among crypto platforms. And if you can't keep track of all these various crypto implosions... Celsius was the one that promised 20% interest rates for simply parking your money on their exchange, which was obviously going to turn out to be bullshit. 
but still, it still screwed over a ton of people once it inevitably collapsed. I mean, yeah. you were willingly taking part in a very obvious Ponzi scheme. But like, it's twenty. If someone promises you twenty percent interest for doing literally nothing, like. That is not sustainable. That person is gambling with your money and they might be getting lucky for a while, but like the odds are not in their favor. Yeah. There is no uh, way that can keep on going for indefinitely. It's going to collapse. And it did. Yes. The, the, the typical like interest rate on uh, just normal safe shit is like lower than 1% by a lot in many cases. Yeah. You, get, you can luck out some banks... Uh, credit unions, it's like 2.5, 3%. Oh my God. Ah, that's pretty high even. It yeah. is. But, uh, and that's like if you park your money in like a specific like money market account or something like I'm that. I'm not smart enough for any of that. Yeah. But moving on now, let's check in on Parler, the right-wing social media platform mostly known for being where January 6th rioters posted their self-incrimination. Not to be confused with Truth or Getter or Gab or any of the other right-wing Twitter competitors that sprung up in the wake of major conservative figures getting banned off Twitter. Last we heard about Parler, Kanye West was offering to buy it. But of course, a lot, of, a lot has happened since then. Uh, so here's The Verge with an update. Parliament Technologies, <laughs> I love the full name. Parliament. Uh, Parliament Technologies, the parent company of censorship-free social media platform Parler, has laid off a majority of its staff and most of its chief executives over the last few weeks. The sudden purge of staff has thrown the future of Parler, one of the first conservative alternatives to mainstream platforms, into question. Parliament Technologies began laying off workers in late November, according to multiple sources familiar with the matter. These layoffs continued through at least the end of December, when around 75% of staffers were let go in total, leaving approximately 20 employees left working at both Parler and the parent company's cloud services venture. A majority of the company's executives, including its chief technology, operations, and marketing officers, have also been laid off, according to a source familiar with the matter. Oh, well, that's a shame. But hey! At least Kanye West and, and his millions, not billions, but his millions, can save Parler from oblivion, right? And, and for a discount, probably. Uh, well, no, actually, because apparently Parler ended up backing out of that deal once Kanye made it abundantly clear via multiple long-form interviews that he does, in fact, literally love Adolf Hitler and literally hate Jews. So it seems even the free speech warriors at Parler found Kanye's speech to be just a bit too free for their tastes. Don't say it out loud, Kanye! <laughs> But meanwhile, sites like Parler are losing their entire reason for existing in the first place, thanks to Elon Musk just simply unbanning all of the previously banned accounts that sites like Parler were built for in the first place. It's uh, yeah, I think this redundant week's, now. This week's unbanning was uh, the dude from Arizona, the QAnon guy. Yeah. So he's back. Uh, but it's hard to even keep track of all the conspiracy theorists, insurrectionists, and right-wing weirdos that Elon has brought back in the past few weeks. But yeah, they include uh, the recent entry, Ron Watkins, a.k.a. Q himself, yeah, allegedly. Uh, then there's General Michael Flynn, Ali Alexander, Roger Stone, and Baked Alaska. <laughs> Baked Alaska oh, yeah. wasn't isn't he getting charged like this week or something? Uh, yeah, cool. Still no Jacob Wall though. Come on, Elon, do it, do let, it, let Jacob back on. Meanwhile, Twitter banned the account for Washington D.C.'s bus system for six hours on Tuesday for seemingly no reason, probably bus tracking. They were doxing their yeah. buses. The yeah. bus is ten minutes late. Well, I know, I know exactly yeah. where it is. Elon just hates public transit. They should replace it with a tunnel that can only fit one car through at a time. By the way, there was multiple articles about CES about people testing out the Tesla tunnel, and it's still just a tunnel that Teslas drive through. And because it of the weight, literally got jammed up. Like you, yeah. It's... And because and even even when it's running smoothly, 
two things. You have to wait. You have to walk all the way down. You have to wait. Then you have to go through it. Apparently, it takes just as long to walk the distance of the tunnel as it would to go in the Tesla. Second of all, um, in public transit, you're sitting in a way to where you have a little bit of personal space. When you are crammed into a Model 3 inside of a tunnel, it's not going to be fun, especially when you're supposed to be using it as public transit with people you, in theory, well, don't know. But what about the RGB LEDs? Look, it's pink. Oh, now it's green. Yeah, they... they hey, this is way better than any If you plus. get angry, they start pumping, like, uh, like uh, really neutral colors in there to calm you down. Uh, yeah, the, the fucking... It sucks. And uh, it, it was very funny, like, seeing influencers be like, oh, my... Like, they post these videos, like... As if it were this amazing thing. I went through a tunnel. And you're watching it. It's like, this fucking sucks. That's when it, when all of it started. It's like, okay, if he's found a better way to make tunnels faster, then more power to him. But he's really just building tunnels for his own cars. I mean, literally, if you took that same tunnel and just uh, built an actual tram mm -hmm. that runs through it, it would work great. But the fact that uh, each car has one or two people in it is just such a poor use of all the resources that go into it. Also, all those cars have drivers in them. It's like, yeah. the car is self-driving, supposedly, but... We can't even trust our own cars in a tunnel with one lane. Yeah. Uh, they should... It, it would honestly be more productive if they just put those people movers from airports in there, where it's like a, a flat escalator. Mm -hmm. Just, okay. When I walk on those, I'm like, look at me. Yeah. Look at me go. Look at me Usain Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> Going so fast. Yes. Anyway, also very exciting for uh, Twitter is the fact that Twitter has shamelessly copied TikTok's For You page. It's just for iOS users for now, but presumably it's coming for us all eventually. Mm -hmm. um, so you know how you use Twitter to follow specific accounts? Well, that's stupid. Mm. You're stupid. Clearly what you really want, without realizing it with your stupid little brain, is to see an algorithmically generated selection of tweets from random accounts that you don't follow. And now finally, that's what you get. This is one of the most protested features of Twitter in the past 10 years. Yeah, they've tried to do stuff like this over the years, and every time... Uh, it's not gone over well because Instagram does it. Everyone says no. Twitter does it. Everyone says no. Yeah. Now Elon's like, it's a good idea. And uh, I'm presuming a couple of very outspoken people on Twitter are like, brilliant, sir. Also, here's five more ideas. Looking into this. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can <laughs> interesting. You can swipe over to your actual timeline, the one you want to see, which is now labeled following. But uh, this for you page is now the default landing page. It appears every time you open the app with no way to set which feed you'd actually prefer to see because Elon, in all of his wisdom, knows that what you really want is the For You page. He's also met messing with the visual aesthetics once again because he is very upset that people can bookmark tweets without giving any kind of like uh, view or... He, re he referred to bookmarks as silent likes. Silent likes. Which, as someone who uses bookmarks a lot... To save tweets without show, liking them. They are not silent likes. If I like something, I click the like button. I'm very generous with my likes. Uh, I'm bookmarking them so I can pull them up later to talk about stuff on this show that I see while on Twitter. Also, they're doing a form of like the Reddit coin thing where you can buy coins to tip tweets. Yeah. And it's like, look, they were working on something like this to monetize tweets, whatever. But like they have a whole thing of graphical awards that show it's, up. Yeah, and it's, it's just a like, cross between like the Reddit like awards thing and then like the Facebook reactions so it's it's dumb. It's yeah. a it's a it's, it's a horrible it's mess. Hideous. Yes. And also they're talking about uh, allowing four thousand character tweets, which um, any one of those that I see is an insta block. Anyone writing four thousand. Well, characters. it's going to be a dr like a show more thing. I get it, no, but like you're gone. Sorry. Still, yes. And I will say, like after the drama, after the break of uh, of uh, the holidays or whatever, and following the the drama super close. 
I haven't really had a reason to go back. It's like, you know, the Elon stuff, it just kind of turned me off a bit. And it's like, now that everything's just kind of, eh, I just get the best subs from you. Yeah. But, um, You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you for your service. Appreciate it. Salute. Anyways, uh, that's it for today's episode of Tech News Day. If you haven't already, there was an insurrection too. Bo- electric uh, boogaloo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Right when it started, just right when it all started happening, uh, who but Jared Bolsonaro got a little tummy ache, Yeah, had to go down to the hospital. Um, he might have to go back to Brazil because only the doctors in Brazil know how to uh, treat his rather unique uh, body. So <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Also, uh, the first time he gets a medical bill, going to be pretty shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted the Advil. I didn't know it cost $600 a all pill. Right, maybe this Lula guy has a point. This is ridiculous. <laughs> maybe we did have something going down there. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, that video as well as an update on Dr. Malachi Love Robinson. Can you believe it, folks? He's back. Uh, we have both of those up there for you right now. We'll see you soon for uh, News Dump and uh, have a good rest of the week. Bye-bye. Bye.